Alright folks, I'm going to read um, some articles by Professor Michael Hudson from his website. This one is called... Alright, this one is called... Is US slash NATO with WEF help pushing for a global south famine? Alright. Is the proxy war in Ukraine turning out to be only a lead-up to something larger involving world famine and a foreign exchange crisis for food and oil deficit countries? Alright. Many more people are likely to die of famine and economic disruption than on the Ukrainian battlefield. It thus is appropriate to ask whether what appeared to be the Ukraine proxy war is part of a larger strategy to lock in U.S. control over international trade and payments. We are seeing a financially weaponized power grab by the U.S. dollar area over the global south as well as over Western Europe. Without dollar credit from the United States and its IMF subsidiary, how can countries stay afloat? How hard will the U.S. act to block them from de-dollarizing, opting out of the U.S. economic orbit? U.S. Cold War strategy is not alone in thinking how to benefit from provoking a famine, oil, and balance of payments crisis. Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum worries that the world is overpopulated, at least with the wrong kind of people, in quotations. As Microsoft philanthropist, the customary euphemism for rentier monopolist Bill Gates has explained, population growth in Africa is a challenge. His lobbying foundation's 2018 goalkeepers report warned. According to UN data, Africa is expected to account for more than half of the world's population growth between 2015 and 2050. Its population is projected to double by 2050, with more than 40% of the world's extremely poor people in just two countries, Democratic Republic of the Congo and Nigeria. Gates advocates cutting this projected population increase by 30% by improving access to birth control and expanding education to enable more girls and women to stay in school longer, have children later. How can that be afforded with this summer's looming food and oil squeeze on government budgets? Neoliberal models of the economy fail to take into account show a demographic plunge that their policies cause. But the tendency is so universal and similar that of course it is part of the collateral damage of U.S. policy. The question is, is it more than just benign neglect? At what point does depopulation policy become conscious? One need merely look at the Baltic disaster. Since 1991, the populations of Latvia, Estonia, and Lithuania have declined by over 20%, primarily because the working-age population has had to emigrate to the rest of Europe in order to find work. Do you guys see now what is going on? It's, it's basically the West has systemized this whole process of just bringing in new new sheep from other parts of the world that they can take the wool from because 
the sheep in America aren't producing enough new lambs. So this is what this is this is what they did. Anyways, neoliberal policy kills as the world saw in Russia after ninety one echoed in Ukraine. South Americans and some Asian countries are similarly impacted by the jump in import prices resulting from NATO's demands to isolate Russia. I mean some countries specifically are just geared towards certain types of uh, uh, jobs. It's 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 just that's how you get the stereotypes. It's just built into the system. Nurses, we need nurses. Okay, nurses we can take from these countries. Engineers, okay, we'll take from these countries. It's it's like <laughs> they just milk the cream of every country. They bring them over here, and yeah, that's it. That's how they also keep these other countries from advancing by taking their brightest, smartest people and. Keeping them in Rome, basically. Okay. Uh, J.P. Morgan Chase head Jamie Dimon recently warned attendees at a Wall Street investor conference that the sanctions will cause a global economic hurricane. Yeah, it's just uh, the what effect uh, you drop the first piece and it's a chain reaction. Okay, he echoed the warning by IMF managing director. Kristalina Georgieva, in part that, to put it simply, we are facing a crisis on top of, of a, we are facing a crisis on top of a crisis, pointing out that the COVID pandemic has been capped by inflation, with the war in Ukraine making matters much worse and threatening to further increase inequality. She concluded that the economic consequences from the war spread fast and far to neighbors and beyond, hitting hardest. The world's most vulnerable people. Hundreds of millions of families were already struggling with lower incomes and higher energy and food prices. I mean, people, it's pretty simple. It's like certain families throughout history have controlled the money, the power, the cities, and the populations that come into those cities. And you scale that up into a country, you break it down with states. It's just. This, this is what I'm saying is if every time these people feel like the rest of the world is starting to become too self-sufficient too independent they don't need these other motherfuckers this is what they do they'll start some global fucking problem that will affect everybody and then whatever all these people have worked up to save up to to, to move up it's like gets cut cut down again it's just this is how they keep poor people poor and rich people rich okay the biden administration blames russia for unprovoked aggression this is what i'm saying man just it's the same fucking story for generations and us dumb monkeys here think oh what's going on why can't we figure this shit out why is it always history it's like they'll even tell you Okay, I'll just read that. But it is his administration's pressure on NATO and other dollar area satellites. Bella! Bella! But it is his administration's pressure on NATO and other dollar area satellites that has blocked Russian exports of grain, oil, and gas. 
Many oil and food deficit countries see themselves as the primary victims of the collateral damage caused by U.S.-NATO pressure. Is world famine and balance of payments crisis a deliberate U.S.-NATO policy? On June 3rd, African Union Chairperson Macky Sall, President of Senegal, went to Moscow to plan how to avoid a disruption in Africa's food and oil trade by refusing to become pawns in the U.S.-NATO sanctions. So far in 2022, President Putin noted, our trade is growing. In the first month of this year, it grew by 34%. But Senegal's pres- President Sall, S-A-L-L, Sal, worried that anti-Russia sanctions have made this situation worse, and now we do not have access to grain from Russia, primarily to wheat, and most importantly, we do not have access to fertilizer. The African Union is not a policy-making body. A viable response will require a critical mass, and that means that it will have to come in conjunction with China and Russia. And institutional response and alliance along such lines is what U.S.-NATO pressure is aiming to prevent. U.S. diplomats are forcing countries to choose whether, in George W. Bush's words, you are either for us or against us. It's just very simple, man. It's, it's nothing has changed. It's still colonialism, still imperialism. Whatever the word you want to label, you want to slap on it, it's still the same bullshit. The litmus test is whether they are willing to force their populations to, star- to starve and shut down their economies for lack of food and oil by stopping trade with the world's Eurasian core of China, Russia, India, Iran, and their neighbors. The fucking Silk Road is coming back. That's the way nature would naturally make trade flow, except for the past however many years of Western civilization is they divided that up. They divided up the flow to just go to the West. They are milking Asia. They milked Asia. They're milking Africa. They're milking South America. All the Western countries live up in the cold northern areas it's, and they milk the rest of the southern global south it's just what has changed man nothing has changed i'm just saying i i'm i'm i'm, I'm just saying even i am angry at that is 2022 and we're still dealing with the same bullshit problems it's it's edward it's just retarded okay Mainstream Western media described the logic behind these sanctions are prompting a regime change in Russia. The hope was that blocking it from selling its oil and gas, food or other exports, would drive down the ruble's exchange rate and make Russia scream, as the U.S. tried to do to Allende's Chile to set the stage for its backing of the Pinochet military coup. Exclusion from the SWIFT bank clearing system was supposed to disrupt Russia's payment system and sales while seizing Russia's $300 billion of foreign currency reserves held in the West was expected to collapse the, ru- the ruble, preventing Russian consumers from buying the Western goods to which they had become accustomed. The idea, and it seems so silly in retrospect, was that Russia's population would rise in rebellion to protest against how much more Western luxury imports cost. (laughs) 
but the ruble soared rather than sunk, and Russia quickly replaced SWIFT with its own system linked to that of China. And Russia's population began to turn away from the West's aggressive enmity. This is what I say, man. We are still dealing with middle school psychology, man. This is this is what happens when you add money. People just lose their logic and reason. It just gets to their head. And we go back to uh, the playground when we were in fucking middle school, man. Bunch of clowns in middle school running the most powerful countries in the world with nuclear weapons that could destroy the entire world. We got a bunch of leaders, so-called leaders, with the psychological development level of middle schoolers. Maybe even worse than current modern-day middle schoolers. Fucking A, man. Evidently, some major dimensions are missing from the U.S. national security think tank models. But when it comes to global famine, was a more covert and even larger strategy at work? I think, this is what, I'm sa- this is what I think, when all of this shit, surface level shit don't make sense, there's something else going on underneath, underground, behind the scenes, which I think is, you know, still the Holy Roman Empire, okay. The Pope got his butt, or his thumb up all these leaders' butts. Okay. It is now looking like the major aim of the U.S. war in Ukraine all along was merely to serve as a catalyst and excuse to impose sanctions that would disrupt the world's food and energy trade and to manage this crisis in a way that would afford U.S. diplomats an opportunity to not only lock in Western Europe but to confront global South countries with the choice, your loyalty and and neoliberal dependency or your life, and in the process to thin out the world's non-white populations that so worried Mr. Gates and the WEF. Look, man, this is Mr. Professor Michael Hudson saying this shit. I'm not even the one. I'm. This is what I'm saying. Even even the white people are starting to see what is going on. There must have been the following calculation. Russia accounts for 40% of the world's grain trade and 25% of the world's fertilizer market. 45% if Belarus is included. Any scenario would have included a calculation that if so large a volume of grain and fertilizer was withdrawn from the market, prices would soar, just as they have done for oil and gas. Mining the Ukrainian harbor channels and Black Sea, blocking payments to Russia in dollars or its satellite currencies, and imposing sanctions against countries trading with Russia, obviously caused violent disruptions in world grain and energy prices. Adding to the threat of balance of payments, insolvency for countries having to import these commodities, the price is rising for buying dollars to pay their foreign bondholders and banks for debts falling due. Sin means debt. There's nothing new under the fucking sun. Get yoked, horsey. Sin means debt. They have religion already mentally cucking you into debt so that they can do what? God knows what, man. It's, I don't know what they do for fun. It's like, what do they do, man? These people are just demons at this point. They're just demons leeching off of life. <laughs> Fucking. 
The Federal Reserve's tightening of interest rates has caused a rising premium for U.S. dollars over euros, sterling, and global south currencies. It's not even about money to them. They're the fucking people who print the fucking monopoly money for us dummies to fight over and kill over. They're the ones who print the money. So it's not about money for them. It's about fucking control. This world has to be made in their image. That's the fucking story, man. They wrote the book for us. And they're fucking making the world in their image. It is inconceivable that the consequences of this on countries outside of Europe and the United States were not taken into account because the global economy is an interconnected system. Yeah, they're just completely disconnected from reality. Most disruptions are in the 2-5% range, but today's U.S.-NATO sanctions are so far off the historical track that price increases will soar substantially above the historic range. Nothing like this has happened in recent times. Best one can say is that it, it is a case of gross negligence, but at some point benign neglect becomes malevolent. There is an obligation of nations to think of the consequences of their bellicose policies. These consequences must be deemed intentional if the consequences are quite obvious. In legal practice, gross negligence is punished as if the negligent party actually wrought damage. Yeah, come on, man. American politicians take planes to avoid any sign that they recognize collateral damage, external economies, of their policies. With such negligence, they've outsourced their own negligence also, man. Because there's suckers out there like, yes, we'll take your yoke, we'll take your yoke. Okay, but such negligence is a danger to the world. If a nation's behavior is consistently damaging to other countries, the effect is as if it were planned. Game of Thrones, that little bastard king. <laughs> that is the case with America's Cold War 2.0 policy and with neoliberal economics generally. Taking the looming disruption of trade and payments into account suggests that what appeared in February to be a war between Ukrainians and Russia is really a trigger intended to restructure the world economy and to do so in a way to lock U.S. control over both Western Europe and the Global South. Look, man, they don't even care about Europe anymore. They don't even care about Europe anymore. Europe is just like, it's how the tables have turned, man. <laughs> it's, it's just my goodness, man. Geopolitically, the proxy war in Ukraine has been a handy excuse for America to seek to counter China's Belt and Road Initiative. And then what do you see on the news? All these dummies who believed all this bullshit and went to fight. And they're the ones, the foreigners are the ones, the Ukrainian soldiers sending to the front lines. Because they're like, well, you dummies got yoked. Go go get yourself killed now. It's just, just my goodness, man. The choice confronting Global South countries to starve by paying their foreign bondholders and bankers or to announce as a new basic principle of international law, as sovereign countries, we put our survival above the aim of enriching foreign creditors 
who have made loans that have gone bad as a result of their choice to wage a new Cold War. It's called imperialism. This is still called feudalism. This is called Christianity. Jesus tells you, Come to me, all who are tired and weary, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Get yoked for me, horsey. Take my... <laughs> Sin means death. They have even built a religion to psychologically cuck you so you can so you take on all this debt what debt these so that these people can <laughs> skim the cream off of your milk eat it waste it dump it make cheese out of it where the fuck they want to do with it fucking prima nocta man <laughs> like when the fuck I mean I guess this is what I'm saying I guess we love suffering and they'll tell you life is suffering Life is suffering. For who, motherfucker? For the 1%? You think they're suffering? Fucking stories. They got us by the balls with stories. As for the destructive neoliberal advice that the IMF and World Bank have given us, their austerity plans were destructive instead of helpful. Even, well, even the highest form of fucking education that people cannot afford so they go into debt now they're educated so that they can have a job to pay off that debt so that they could get educated it's like oh my god what, what, what am I gonna say therefore their loans have gone bad as such they have become odious and we will not pay them NATO's policy has given Global South countries no choice but to reject its attempt to establish a U.S. food stranglehold on the Global South by blocking any competition from Russia, thereby monopolizing the world's grain and energy trade. Yeah, the Amish are the only ones who got their shit together right now. Because <laughs> they didn't want to depend completely on fossil fuels. That's what it's about, energy. The rest of the day, you still gotta do something. For us modern dummies, we say money, money. We gotta go make money. So, to, in order to make this money, you gotta go get more yoked into debt. While all these people who are, you know, backwards, still living off the land that, you know, humans have done for thousands of fucking generations, years. Who's the smarter one now? It's the prodigal son story. You see all these people now becoming homeless, sleeping and eating with the pigs. That's all it is. Fucking nothing new under the sun, man. They got us by the balls with a bunch of fucking Sunday school stories, man. You have free will. <laughs> fucking my rights, my rights, my rights can you can go shove your rights up your ass. They already got you cucked mentally by the balls by a bunch of fucking Sunday school stories. Fucking when the fuck NATO's policy is given okay, you strangle hold, blah, blah blah. For many years the major grain exporter was the heavily subsidized US farm sector, followed by Europe's followed by Europe's under its highly subsidized common agricultural policy. 
Yeah, this is why all the farmers in India, they still have their heads on their shoulders. They said, fuck you to the government. The government said, okay, sorry, we're, we're sorry, we fucked up. Indians still got their fucking brains on their head. Indian, the Indian farmers, at least. The West can learn from the Indian farmers now, bitch. Fucking, the whole West have become so educated into just getting yoked. What am I gonna say, man? Fucking, this whole country is in, under so much fucking debt now. That's how they control your fucking soul. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. These were the main grain exporters before Russia entered the picture. The U.S. NATO demand is to roll back the clock to restore food and oil dependency on the dollar area and its Eurozone satellites. Yeah, because at the end of the day, when the shit hits the fan, humanity's story is just basically the ants versus the grasshoppers. That's all it is. The rabbit versus the turtle, the tortoise. That's all it is. Once you run out of food and, food and water, all your fucking money, PhDs, cars, whatever you want to fucking flex with, all that shit will go out the window. The implicit Russian and Chinese counterplan. What is needed for the world's non-U.S. NATO population to survive is a new world trade and financial system. The alternative is famine for much of the world. More people will die of the Western sanctions than will have died on the Ukrainian battlefield. Fucking just retarded, man. We just human humanities, just just what am I gonna say? Man? Financial and trade sanctions are as destructive as military attacks. So the global South is morally justified in putting its sovereign interests above those of the wielders of international financial and trade weaponry. How many times do people have to be reminded that the Federal Reserve is a private, is a private uh, company, meaning only a handful of hand group, a handful of people control it, own it, whatever. <laughs> it's it's literally monopoly money that controls the whole world. It's 2022. It's literally monopoly money that controls the whole world that these fuckers can print out of thin air. I mean, it's just, man. My goodness, man. And, and humans are supposed to be apparently the smartest animals on this planet. <laughs> Fuck me. First, global south countries need to reject the sanctions and reorient trade to Russia, China, India, Iran, and their fellow members of the Shanghai Corpora Corporation Organization. The problem is how to pay for imports from these countries, especially if U.S. diplomats extend sanctions against such commerce. I mean, I'm just saying to put it just very simply visually, the, the West is basically a narcissist. The West is basically a narcissist. If you don't know what that means, go read up the story of narcissists. It completely fits right now. We're so in love in, in the West. We're so in love with our own fucking image. Is is fuck me. There's no way that global South countries can pay for oil, fertilizer, and food from these countries, and also pay the dollar debts that are the legacy of U.S. sponsored neoliberal trade policy 
and the U.S. and Eurozone protectionism that went with it. Therefore, the second need is to declare a debt moratorium, in effect a repudiation of the debts that represent loans gone bad. This is basically, if, if I want to translate this to Christian people, it means Jesus paid it all, meaning forgiving the debts, forgiving the sins. That's what, that's what that means, is forgiving the debts. Not your fucking sins. Sins mean debt, man. Get yoked. This act would be... What difference does it make? If you have all this debt that you owe to this one person, that person is your lord now, bitch. Until that lord forgives your sins, your debt, you are that lord's servant, slave, animal, on the farm, that's yoked under that lord's burden debt that you owe why because you're an animal this act would be analogous to the 1931 suspension of German reparations and inter-allied debts owed to the United States quite simply today's global south debts cannot be paid without subjecting debtor countries to famine and austerity a third corollary that follows from these economic imperatives is to replace the World Bank and its pro-U.S. policies of trade dependency and under development with a genuine bank for economic acceleration. Along with this institution is a fourth corollary in the form of the new bank's sibling, a replacement for the IMF that is a free of austerity junk economics and does not subsidize America's client oligarchies or currency raids on countries resisting U.S. privatization and financial financialization takeovers. Meaning, once again, it always goes back to humans because humans are the ones that are in charge, not an institution, a company. These are just names, labels for humans. So, at the end of the day, it still comes down to humans. So, the, it's always the heart. It always comes down to the heart. The mind can be corrupted, brainwashed, whatever. It's always the heart. Protect the heart. The, the heart is the hearth of the home. The hearth is the fire, the eternal fire, the symbol for your heartbeat. The same heartbeat as the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, which beats in every human's chest. This is the universe. This is the this is the wisdom story of since been fucking since forever. It's about the heart. Without the heart, there is nothing. No show, nothing. Even if you have the biggest dick, if your heart can't pump the blood into that dick. It's useless, because you can't fuck a limp dick, right? So, <laughs> it's about heart. All our hearts have gone astray for fucking money. Paper, images printed on this piece of paper of dead white men that we worship. That we let control our whole fucking lives. Because we are dummies who are controlled by stories. Sunday school stories. The fifth requirement is for countries to protect themselves by joining a military alliance as an alternative to NATO to avoid being turned into another Afghanistan 
another Libya, another Iraq or Syria or Ukraine. It's just it's just very basic, simple playground rules. Protect yourself against bullies. If you want, this <laughs> is very simple, very basic. The main deterrent to this strategy is not U.S. power, for it has shown itself to be a paper tiger. Ooh, the problem is one of economic consciousness and will. Alright. Second one. Hold on, let me just check. Okay, second one. Pepe Escobar on the Ultimate Handbook. Pepe Escobar Review of Destiny. This is the review of Mr. or Professor Michael Huston's new book, Destiny of Civilization. This is this article is a review by Pepe Escobar. In his latest book, economist, economist Michael Huston pits socialism against finance capitalism and tears apart the dream civilization imposed by the 1%. Alright, by Pepe Escobar, posted with the author's permission and cross-posted with T. Cradle. Okay. Michael Hudson's new book on the world's urgent global economic reset is sure to ruffle some Atlanticist feathers. With the destiny of civilization, finance capitalism, industrial capitalism, or socialism, Michael Hudson, one of the world's leading independent econ economists, have given us arguably the ultimate handbook on where we're at, who's in charge, and whether we can bypass them. Let's jump straight into the fray. Hudson begins with an analysis of the take the money or run and run ethos, complete with deindustrialization as 90% of U.S. corporate revenue is used to share buybacks and dividend payouts to support company stock prices. Basically, they have literally figured out a way to apply a trainer to a video game. If people understand what that means, that's cool, that's fine. The trainer is basically like a program that acts as a cheat code that allows unlimited money, resources, time, blah, 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 blah. It's basically a cheat on the system, a hack on the system that lets you have unlimited whatever. And that's basically the Federal Reserve, in my opinion. That doesn't matter for anybody. Okay. Because all they do is is buy back their own fucking stocks. With that money, they get... It's just retarded. It's just a, just a cheat code, basically. That's why when it comes to physical rea real rea physical reality and matter, it, 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 it doesn't work. Okay, that represents the apex of finance capitalism's political strategy to capture the public sector and shift monetary and banking power to Wall Street, the City of London, and other Western financial centers. The whole Global South will, will easily recognize the imperial modus operandi. The strategy of U.S. military and financial imperialism is to install client oligarchies and dictatorships and arm twist allies to join the fight against designated adversaries by subsidizing not only the empire's costs of war making, quotation defense, <laughs> but even the imperial nation's domestic spending programs. This is the antithesis anti of the multipolar multi world advocated by Russia and China. Alright, so once again, I'm saying this whole, all this can be t linked back to the great schism of the church. 
versus so the, the 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 Roman Catholic with the Pope and stuff, which which is basically the West uh, went a different way versus the Eastern Orthodox Church from basically Russia, which is the East. So once again, the movie Snowpiercer to me it just feels like this is all you know done on purpose you know and it's all pre-planned already because the head and the tail apparently work together which which is this whole system is called the Ouroboros anyway that's just one take on it but I'll just keep reading. Uh, in short, our current Cold War 2.0 is basically being waged by U.S.-centered finance capitalism backing rontier oligarchies against nations seeking to build up more widespread self-reliance and domestic prosperity. Hudson presciently reminds us of Aristotle, who would say that it is in the interest of financiers to wield their power against society at large. The financial class historically has been the major beneficiary of empires by acting as collection agents. So, if, let's say to for an example, a visual example of this, the book Animal Farm. The farmers are the oligarchs versus the rest of us on the farm are the animals. So, inevitably, the major imperial leverage over the world a true strategy of underdevelopment had to be financial. Okay, maybe the 1% think they're the farmers when actually they're the pigs who think they're more equal than us. Just to, just to clarify that bit. Because nobody, there's no such thing as a human. We're all animals. Human is just another word, man. We're all animals. If, if you lose language, if you lose your memory, what the fuck are you? You're just an animal. So inevitably, the major imperial leverage over the world, a true strategy of underdevelopment, had to be financial. Instrumentalizing IMF pressure to turn public infrastructure into privatized monopolies. See, this is what I'm saying. This, is, this just feels like binary, ones and zeros, the one eating up the zero. Why? So the zero can start all over the Ouroboros. I'm just saying, if you want to look at it that way, that's that's one way of because that's what it looks like meaning because there's someone who always has to be doing something even with nature there's that top predator that keeps the rest of the population of whatever in balance but then that top predator isn't like immune it also can is is controlled by other things which are usually uh the hierarchy status in that group uh disease injuries old age all kinds of things so it's it's not one motherfucker never outlasts anyone else is my point Nate all of nature is completely recycling everything all the t all the time okay to privatize monopolies and reversing 20th century pro-labor reforms via those notorious conditionalities for loans. I'm just saying, I'm just saying this, this struggle, 
is is always going to be there. It's just, you know, with humans, we are supposed to be smarter than the animals, right? We are supposed to be more civilized and reasonable and all this shit because we have a mind, right? So why aren't we seeing that? Why aren't we seeing that? No wonder the non-aligned movement, NAM, established in Belgrade in 1961 with 120 nations and 27 observers, became such a threat to U.S. global strategy. The latter predictably fought back with a slew of ethnic wars and the earliest incarnations of color revolution, fabricating dictatorships on an industrial scale from Suharto to Pinochet. Because I'm just saying, let's say if everybody just for today right now sat down and just meditated the whole day let's say what do you think would happen what do you think would happen would would humanity would civilization collapse i mean just just think about it we're all of us are doing something every day to make money right if you live in cities that's what your life purposes you gotta go do something to make money why to eat to pay for shit because that's the way this game this show works for living in cities you need money okay now if you're living outside of cities nomadic lifestyle blah 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 whatever off the grid uh, surviving off nature off the land then you don't need as much money let's say as for just covering your basics as versus we do in the city in the city you got a place to stay you need food to buy you need transportation probably so i'm just saying just to survive in a city the cost is much higher versus let's say if you just lived in nature if you had a piece of land blah 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 so that's how simple it is <laughs> and then it, it wasn't like well before we had paper and money we didn't you know we didn't do shit no we traded we bartered we it's like it's not the end of civilization if we all just sat down for a day and thought about in the long in the long term what type of lifestyle would be beneficial for everybody then we realize it's the lifestyle that works in harmony with nature that the animals follow that the trees follow that everything in nature follows there are no borders in nature (laughs) only humans make borders because in nature the birds fly south in winter it's it's like everything in nature that is alive that is conscious that is it's we all follow the sunlight and if we can't, we, we hibernate for, for the darkness, that winter. It's, it's just, that's how simple it is. All of life right here, the trees, the birds, the, it's like we are all <laughs> playing out the same game. Except for humans who build this box around their minds and then have to make sense of what this exists as me it's like man okay 
The combination was a cataclysmic Houston get-together in December 19, 1990, celebrating the dissolution of the USSR. As Hudson reminds us how the IMF and the World Bank laid out a blueprint for Russia's leaders to impose austerity and give away its assets. It didn't matter to whom, in a wave of shock therapy to let the alleged magic of free enterprise create a neoliberal free-for-all. Words. They use words to trick us by changing their meanings, man. Lost in a Roman wilderness of debt. Yeah, the West, Rome, decided not to forgive their debts, while the East, Orthodox, they decided to forgive their debts. And this is why I keep saying that movie Snowpiercer just feels like it's right on the money. The head and the tail work together, it's Ouroboros, just to keep the human population in control. But that's that's what I'm trying to say, is you can't control nature, man. How many times, just... (sighs) Okay. To a large extent, nostalgia for the rape and pillaging of 1990s era Russia fuels what Hudson defines as the new Cold War where where dollar diplomacy must assert its control over every foreign economy. The new Cold War is not waged only against Russia and China but against any countries resisting privatization and finance financialization under US sponsorship. Hudson reminds us how China's policy followed almost the same path that American protectionism did from 1865 though 1914 uh, state subsidy for industry heavy public sector capital investment and social spending on education and healthcare to upgrade the quality and productivity of labor this was not called Marxism in the United States. It was simply the logical way to look at industrialization as part of a broad economic and social system. But then, finance, or casino capitalism, gained steam and left the U.S. economy mainly with agri- agribusiness, farm surpluses, and monopolies in information technology, largely developed as a byproduct of military research military hardware, and pharmaceutical patents based on public seed money to fund research. Able to extract monopoly rent while making themselves largely tax-exempt by using offshore banking centers. It's just basically everything run on fear. That's the current state of empire, relying only on its rentier class and dollar diplomacy with prosperity concentrated in the top 1% of establishment elites. On the $1 bill, the pyramid with the eye on the top, that's the 1%. With the eye meaning, look at you motherfuckers. Look. Look at you motherfuckers. This is how the system works. We're even telling you. <laughs> look at you motherfuckers. That's what it means. That's the current... Okay. Uh, in the top 1% of establishment elites. The inevitable corollary is U.S. diplomacy imposing illegal unilateral sanctions on Russia, China, and anyone else who defies its diktats. The U.S. economy is indeed a lame postmodern remake of the late Roman Empire, dependent on foreign tribute for its survival in today's global rentier economy. Let me read that again. The U.S. economy is indeed a lame 
postmodern remake of the late Roman Empire, dependent on foreign tribute for its survival in today's global rentier economy. Enter the correlation between a dwindling, dwindling free lunch and utter fear. That is why the United States has surrounded Eurasia with 750 military bases. Because they know once Europe naturally, naturally blends in with Asia and Africa, that's it for the U.S. They're just going to be a big island over, all the way over here across the pond. Now they'll have to basically no more free lunch. Now they'll have to have to now they'll actually have to start working. You think they're going to do that though? You think the 1% will ever do that though? We're going to go back to feudalism, man. Delightfully, Hudson goes back to Lacantius in the late 3rd century, describing the Roman Empire on divine institutes to stress the parallels with the American version. Quote, In order to enslave the many, the greedy began to appropriate and accumulate the necessities of life and keep them tightly closed up, it's called inflation, so that they might keep these bounties for themselves. They did this not for humanity's sake, which was not in them at all, but to rake up all things as products of their greed and avarice. The scene from Fight Club. We guard you while you sleep. Do not fuck with us. Which was not in them at all. Okay, it was... In the name of justice, they made unfair and unjust laws to sanction their thefts and avarice against the power of the multitude. In this way, they availed as much by authority as by strength of arms or overt evil. So if, if there is anybody or any title that can go with basically uh, profit truth teller uh man with uh, like the, the the scene from ooh, was it from scarface where al pacino goes all a man has in this life is his word and his balls well if that's the it, then if that's if anybody deserves that title it will be professor michael hudson because what he is basically trying to say with his books and articles is the fucking is the is he is selling the the current version of reality perspective sunglasses that's what he's selling it's like if everybody if anybody wants to see what's really going on here buy my sunglasses buy my glasses so that you can see the actual perspective because they've figured out somehow how to distort the whole actual reality perspective which is which is what i call maya which i think is done by language because you can change the meaning of words because you have it written down and only the fuckers in in power called the authority can give you the authorized version of those images because we are monkey see monkey do socialism or barbar barbarism Hudson succinctly frames the central issue facing the world today, whether money and credit, land, natural resources, and monopolies will be privatized and concentrated 
in the hands of a rentier oligarchy or used to promote general prosperity and growth. This is basically a conflict between finance capitalism versus versus socialism as economic systems. To advance the struggle, Hudson proposes a counter-rentier program, which should be the Global South's Global South's ultimate blueprint for responsible development. Public ownership of natural monopolies, key basic infrastructure in public hands, national self-sufficiency, crucially in money and credit creation, consumer and labor protection, capital controls to prevent borrowing or denominating debts in foreign currency, taxes on unearned income such as economic rent, progressive taxation, a land tax will prevent land's rising rental value from being pledged to banks for credit to build to bid up real estate prices, use of the economic surplus for tangible capital investment, and national self-sufficiency in food. So basically how the indigenous nomadic people have lived their lives forever as even in the even in their authorized book Jesus says for the meek shall inherit the earth now now professor Jordan Peterson has tried to um, define that word meek as those with the ability to use their weapons but who have the control of not to use those weapons that's what he chose to define that word meek as but as much as i like mr or dr jordan peterson for his uh, explanation on mythology and psychology i will have to disagree with him on this definition of the word meek because to me the word meek I think means indigenous native people who have lived off the land as their forefathers did for thousands of generations to me I think that's what meek means because that means people who live in harmony with nature and in the end nature always wins so to me, I think meek means the native indigenous people who have, who who live with the land because they know they're part of the land. They're a product of the land. So how can you abuse? <laughs> this is what I'm saying. It's like they know what the golden goose is. So how are you going to destroy the golden goose, man? It's just... <sighs> what are you going to... It's just... Okay. As Hudson seems to have covered, just a second. As Hudson seems to have covered all the bases, at the end of the book, I was left with only overarching questions. One overarching question. I asked him how he analyzed the current discussions between the Eurasia Economic Union, EAUE, EAEU and the Chinese and between Russia and China further on down the road as being able to deliver an alternate alt, an alternative financial monetary system can they sell the alternative system to most of the planet all while dodging imperial financial harassment 
Hudson was gracious enough to reply with what could be regarded as the summary of a whole book chapter. Okay, quotes. To be successful, any reform has to be system-wide, not merely a single part. Today's Western economies have become financialized, leaving credit creation in private hands to be used to make financial gains at the expense of the industrial economy. This aim, I mean, for God's sake, even in their books they're told not to charge interest. Even in their holy book it says God told, tells them not to charge interest. But look at the reality. <laughs> look at the reality. Get yoked. Get yoked, horsey. Okay. Get yoked. Okay. Um, uh, to expand. This aim has spread like leprosy throughout entire economies. My goodness. To use fucking let me. I'm going to start all over. To be successful, any reform has to be system-wide, not merely a single part. So meaning, we all have to become united. Today's Western economies have become financialized, leaving credit creation in private hands to be used to make financial gains at the expense of the industrial economy. This aim has spread like leprosy throughout entire economies. Their trade patterns dependency on U.S. agricultural and oil exports and IT technology, labor relations, anti-unionism and austerity, land tenure, foreign-owned plantation agriculture instead of domestic self-reliance and self-sufficiency in food grains, basically the ants versus the grasshopper story, and economic theory itself treating finance as part of GDP not as an overhead siphoning off income from labor and industry alike. How do you do this? By knowing all the stories. And guess who has all the stories? The fucking Pope the Vatican. With the Jesuit priests, they went all around the world, every tribe and nation, and they collected all the fucking stories. If you have all the stories, you know all the outcomes. That's how you control the fucking world, by knowing all the stories. Hudson cautions that in order to break free of the dynamic of predatory finance capitalism sponsored by the United States and its satellites, foreign countries need to be self-sufficient in food production, energy, technology, and other basic needs. Basically, you gotta become sovereign again, motherfucker. You gotta be strong enough to take care of yourself and strong enough to defend yourself. Grow up. We're all in the playground, and basically, we all have to grow up. There's nobody, there's, there's no more fence no more. Money is fence, and this fence is coming down. So you better learn how to fucking defend yourself, basically. You can grow up and defend yourself. This requires an alternative to U.S. free trade and its even more nationalistic fair trade, deeming any foreign competition to U.S.-owned industry unfair. <laughs> that requires an alternative to the IMF, World Bank, and ITO, from which Russia has just withdrawn. And alas, an alternative also requires military coordination such as the SCO, the Shanghai Corporation Organization to defend against the militarization of U.S.-centered finance capitalism. 
Hudson does see some sunlight ahead. As to your question of whether Russia and China can sell this vision of the future to the global south and Eurasian countries, that should become much easier by the end of this summer. It's gonna be a summertime sadness song coming up. Or a, a Black Summer by Red Hot Chili Pepper. Okay, a major byproduct, not unintended, of the NATO war in Ukraine is to sharply raise energy and food prices and shipping prices. This will throw the balance of payments of many global south and other countries into sharp deficit, creating a crisis as their dollar-denominated debt to bondholders and banks falls due. The key challenge for most of the global south is to avoid default. Quote, the U.S. raise in interest the U.S. raise in interest rates has increased the dollar's exchange rate not only against the euro and Japanese yen, but against the global south and other countries. This means that much more of their income and export revenue must be paid to service their foreign debt, and they can avoid default only by going without food and oil. So you see, it's like, uh, I would rather uh, store then miss my payment to the landlord. <laughs> Who is the landlord? Okay, so what will they choose? The IMF may offer to create because because guess what? This this one side of the world said we do not forgive debts. Why? Because if you don't forgive debts, this is how you have slaves. That's how simple it is. If you if you have all this debt, you're a slave. The IMF may offer to create SDRs to enable them to pay by running even further into dollarized debt subject to IMF austerity plans and demands that they sell off even more of their natural resources, forests, and water. <laughs> so, how to bake, so, how to break free from dollarized debt. Quote, they need a critical mass. That's why I'm saying... If all of us got together with drums and just for a whole day just played music at, you know, important locations around the world to basically symbolize our unity, that's all. That's all you need because sound is consciousness. Truth is silence. Why the fuck does your heart beat? Okay. They need a critical mass. That was not available in the 1970s when a new international economic order was first discussed. But today it is becoming a viable alternative thanks to the power of China, the resources of Russia, and those of allied countries such as Iran, India, and other East Asian and Central Asian countries. So basically these, these are the kids that are standing up to the bully. So I suspect that a new world economic system is emerging. If it succeeds, the last century since the end of World War I and the mess it left will seem like a long detour of history, now returning to what seemed to be the basic social ideals of classical economics, a market free from rent-seeking landlords, monopolies, and predatory finance. This is why I say, how the fuck does the Vatican exist still? If we are all demo uh, democracies, democratic people, 
How the fuck does the Vatican still exist? How the fuck does the royal family in England still exist? This is what I'm saying. We we have been brainwashed into believing things have changed when nothing has changed. Hudson concludes by reiterating what the new Cold War is really all about. Quotes, In short, it is a conflict between two different social systems, each with their own philosophy of how societies work. They, will they be planned by neoliberal financial centers centered in New York, supported by Washington's neocons, or will they be the kind of socialism that the late 19th century and early 20th century envisioned? A market, and indeed society, free from rentiers. The Lord is the landlord. Who owns all the land? Go look at how much land the Roman Catholic Church, the Holy Roman Catholic Empire owns around the world. It's about land ownership. When you own the land, then you can produce shit. It's about land ownership. The Lord is the fucking landlord. Because if you own the land, you can milk whatever that land produces. How the fuck can you own the land? This was the basic argument for the, for the Native Americans when, when the white people came and said, we're going to buy this land from you, how much you want. And they said, how the fuck can you own the land? How do you own land, motherfucker? This is what capitalism does. They go to a certain spot on this planet, they milk all the resources, move on to the next plot. Fuck it. Jesus Christ, man. Okay. Will natural monopolies such as land and natural resources be socialized and used to finance domestic growth and housing or left to financial interests to turn rent into interest payments eating into consumer and business income? All it is basically is if we lived out in harmony with nature, you have a bunch of different uh, trees, hierarchies, let's say, okay? Versus if you come and live in cities, you have one hierarchy and one monkey on top. And that one monkey will make sure him, her, and, you know, their, in, in, in their group are the ones taken care of first. That's just how it works. Versus if we were all sovereign, individual, nations, families, whatever... That's basically what a company is. That's you know, that's basically what a company is. So they've just figured out a way to this is what I'm saying. Everything comes from nature. Everything comes from nature. So that's all it is. Are we willing to stand up and fight for you know our <laughs> inalienable rights? Okay. Okay. And most of all, will governments create their own money and steer banking to promote, to promote domestic prosperity, or will they let private banks, whose financial interests are represented by central banks, take control away from national treasuries? Yeah, this is the same old story, man. Ants versus grasshoppers. You give over your power. Um, then, well, you're going to get abused. <laughs> <laughs> God.
because this is what I say, everybody looking for a mommy and daddy to take care of them. But the moment you do that, you're going to get taken advantage of, man, because, come on, man. Alright, well, that was the two articles from Pastor Michael Hudson's website. I'll put the link on the, dis I'll put the link in the description. Let's go. Alright, peace. Bye.